Blog Talk Radio. another edition of Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women police and fire services, the doctors and nurses on the first line of COVID and the first responders, 
and especially those wonderful people who clean up at the hospital because they put themselves in harm's way each and every day. And, of course, Bob's favorite people, the people who stock the shelves during the pandemic. So I think we covered everything there. Tonight's show is dedicated to a very special person. She's the first lady of the state of Florida, uh, Casey DeSantis. And the reason we're doing that is that she single-handedly got the Senate to put through a bill for $30 million to allow more police officers in the state of Florida. There's a bonus for the guys moving down from up north. There's a hiring bonus. There's a training bonus. And each and every one of the police officers who are actively on jobs right now got a $1,500 raise. For that, we want to say thank you very much. We appreciate everything you do for us, and thank you for being there. Well, guys, it's uh, going to be a big show tonight. Uh, uh, we're uh, One of the things that we have is that one of our founding fathers is with us tonight, uh, Benny Henderson. Uh, everybody knows that Benny was the uh, heavyweight champion of, uh, uh, where was it, Benny? Arkansas. Uh, so, Benny, go ahead. Park. I fought three guys. I fought three guys with an arm. <laughs> <laughs> Who got the checkered table? God bless. God, God bless America. <laughs> you always, you always listen to checks in the mail, man. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Five words radio network is very close to my heart. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it tattooed on my butt, but I'm gonna call it Butch. I'm not gonna, you know, I'll just kiss my butt. But uh, hey, uh, let's defund the police. Ah, that's right. You know, thank God for what you, what you know what you just spoke about. What she's doing is a joke about defund the police. Um, there's let me tell you something. We, I say we. I'm not a cop, but uh, I'm, I'm talking. What I'm saying is, they get a bad rap because of there are bad cops, but there's a lot of great men and women out there who serve this nation as a fireman, as a police, a policeman. You know. Uh, in the Army, Marines, Navy, you know, uh, just thankful for each in, in Air Force, every one of them who has served this country and continue to serve, I'm so grateful for because we have the rights that we have because of these men and women who serve. For the ones who hate, for the ones who kneel, for the ones who say what they say, you know why they have those rights, Butch? Because of those men and women. So I'm thankful for each and every one of them. So, although, you know, thank so great opening, by the way, great opening. So, how are you guys and gals doing tonight? We're doing great. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're, uh, I'm not we're doing Go ahead, Jenny. No, I'm not going to stay very long, but I just want to say this. Um, I read a few weeks ago that the great uh, Adrian Bronner just signed with uh, Don King a few weeks ago. That is so awesome. I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah, so no, maybe he'll get robbed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Zito uh, is, you know, is our, our resident uh, boxing uh, authority. But we went over this a couple times. Very we good. hope that this resurrects his his uh, his life uh, in in the sport. But he's had some pretty upset ups and downs. And uh, Zito, you want to expand on that? Yeah, it, it's still kind of funny to me, but I mean. He, I mean, I guess he's trying. I mean, I guess Adrian Broner's trying, and I don't know what Don King could do for him at this point, but, I mean, he, that's that's where he's at. Still his money. Still his money. Go ahead. 
I mean, besides that, I mean, he, he, well, right now, Adrian Broner needs money. He, he, he's been a fighter who hasn't been fighting. So, I mean, he, he has to get the money to get it stolen first. And, you know, Don King, I don't know, as I say, where his promotion bone is nowadays. But, uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, really, Adrian Broner, he's not a wanted commodity like he used to be. Uh, right now, right. all he has is a name, and that's fading away. So, I mean, I guess this is the last, last straw. Was what, 20, his last fight was, what, 21? Twenty one. Did he pulled out of his life about? Did he have about schedules that he pulled out of for mental health reasons at the last minute? Yeah, yeah. A lot of things have been going on with Adrian Broner. So I mean, yeah. he, he, so we will we'll, we'll see we'll see. Do you remember fight projection? Yeah. Do you remember that video when Adrian Broner took the poop and wiped his butt without that money? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. No, I'm not. I'm, what I'm saying is, he better hope Porter. Hope, better hope Porter do a better job because that's why he's getting with Don King. So yeah. So that that's why we have a resident psychiatrist on the staff too, Benny. So uh, I've made arrangements for you to uh, sit down with her and uh, have a few words, and I'm sure she could. Uh, <laughs> if she's uh, if she wants to say something, she'll say something. No. What do you think, Doc? On the show again, and I love Ty. I love Zito. I love you, Butch. I love Caden if he's on. But he is. Benny, you have to admit that I did beat your ass a couple times, though. So. You know all this praise. <laughs> <you. laughs> I just want to call and clarify that even though Benny might have been a champion, I took him down a few times. <laughs> okay, somebody, somebody's back on the call, Butch. We're gonna have an intervention. <laughs> I'm just saying, somebody, I read it. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I remember um, when we first started in this, what, in oh, when was this? Oh, eight, oh, seven. Oh, four. Oh, four. Oh, four. Lord have mercy. Um, see, I'm bad on time. Um, what was it? She posted within the, and she's like, Benny's bathroom is outside in the dirt or something like that. You know, I have an outhouse. Um, once you know, girl, I got that. I got that outhouse tiled now. So fuck that. It's tiled, and um, it almost flushes. It almost flushes. I had I had a couple hours leeway on on Bob when I posted all those pictures, like humiliating him that one time at it was Memorial Day or something, and then you called him and told him to check Facebook. And I had a couple hours for her, you know, had a lead on him. And you had to you be glad. I, you be glad. You'll be glad you're my sister. I'm going to tell you right now, I would throw holy water on you. I would throw holy water on you. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, I did like, hey, listen, I like that movie. I love that movie that depicted you where the house fell on you. And um, there's a yellow brick road. I love it. I'm just kidding. All right, well, I'm on the phone. guys. <laughs> we love you, girl. I love you. There was a big fight this afternoon in uh, in England. Uh, Joe Joyce uh, ended up, who has been un, uh, untouchable for a while, uh, lost to uh, uh, Zhang, the uh, the Korean guy. Okay, yeah, no, I did not know that. I was, no, I did not know that. I was um, honestly. I don't know if I should say this. I was out buying me a, a, a new Smith & Wesson 40 caliber. I'm so sorry. I was busy. Um, uh-huh. So I'm just inviting yeah, the kids over to try it out. Yeah. What do you think, Zay? So, no, I'm sorry. 
listen, I wanted to call in for a second and say I love you guys. You're doing great. I just I just wanted to call in for a minute or two and just say, hey, I know you guys have a big show tonight. Why, you got an MMA guy coming up, don't you? A new MMA fighter or something? Yeah, we have two on tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, two MMA. So, listen, I love how this show has evolved and how you continue doing it. And how many shows now? Five, how many damn shows? I mean, 500? We're on a 712. Yes. God dang. And our, our listenership, um, we t- we last, last week we went over 270,225 listeners worldwide. Yeah, see, that, that's wow. so great. What Bob, what Bob created is such a great thing. And um, by the way, tomorrow, check out rockrageradio.com. Uh, at 2 p.m., it's Hardcore Henderson, and then at 3 p.m., uh, Central Center Time, no, no, I'm lying, Eastern Center Time, all hell hair. So, check, I, I didn't mean to plug myself there, but just check that out tomorrow. Uh, 3, yeah, 3 p.m., all <laughs> hell hair on rockraiserail.com. You can listen to it, stream it online, and, I, you know, check it out. The first voice you hear is Bob. So keeping great. that alive too. So, but what you guys do is so great, and thanks for letting me call in and all that stuff. And I love you guys, man. You, you're really you. awesome. All right, y'all Hi, be good. Thank, you. You. thank you so much for coming. Right, thank you so care. much for getting Casey on me later. <laughs> Go ahead, Z. You want to talk about Joe's, Joe uh, Joyce getting beat? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well. Person, they call him the juggernaut. Joe the juggernaut mm-hmm. Joyce, you can't juggernaut everything. If you're not the biggest thing on the block, then it, it won't work for you. Um, he ran into a guy, a bigger guy, who's more fluid. And um, just looking at the fight, Joe Joyce is banking because, um, what's his name? Zay, Zay, Zay. I'm going to call him Zay. But Z, he had, um, it, it, the knock on him was conditioning. Joe Joyce has very excellent conditioning. So whatever they said Z had to do, he had to do it early, just off of his conditioning. Well, looking mm-hmm. at the fight, it, it, it looked like he was very <laughs> – he looked extremely poised. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't shoot his load too much, but when he threw – he was reserved with his punches, extremely accurate, and found Joe Joyce very easy to hit. Joe Joyce, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he tried, but Joe Joyce looked lumbering. Uh, he looked slow, looked extremely deliberate like Joe Joyce does, except it looked a lot more awkward with a bigger guy in front of him, a small guy not capitulating, mm-hmm. a bigger guy able to stand in uh, with him, a uh, bigger guy able when he hit him to make a difference. Uh, he buckled Joe Joyce in the second round with a straight left, uh, and he continued to uh, – He every time it seemed like every time he fired a shot, it landed in Joe Joyce's face. And mm-hmm. when he started throwing, he, he was touching, you know, he didn't throw it full force all the time. He threw it extremely right. accurate. So as the fight was going on, he, he started really kind of uh, letting it go. Uh, just, mm-hmm. I guess it was, you know, it looked like he was reserving his energy. He, had just the, he didn't mm-hmm. want to shoot his load, didn't want Joe Joyce to take the initiative. And he just, he, he got kind of, uh, well, they stopped it because Joe Joyce's right eye was, um, was was swollen. Couldn't see out of his right eye. Right. Uh, but but that I mean to be honest, I mean he, he would have. I mean 
they they kept asking Joe Joyce, can you see that? His corner kept asking him, can you see the left hand? Can you see the left hand coming? And mm-hmm. my first thought was, that's not the question I would ask him. I mean, mm-hmm. I would ask him, does he care? Because Joe Joyce can have three good eyes. He wasn't even think he would never, he wasn't avoiding that left hand. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, to be honest, uh, you, you know, that, that game plan he has is, is a, a smaller guy game plan, a guy who's not as durable, a, a guy who doesn't have the stopping power. But a big guy with stopping yeah. power or a big guy that, mm-hmm. who can get there, man, mm-hmm. you, you can't suck everything. For every juggernaut, there's right. a Hulk. Right. Well, you know, he, in the first round, uh, Joyce came out with a couple good good shots. I mean, he hit him, hit him, hit him and run his belt. But it seemed like right after that second uh, that second uh, uh, round, man, he was done. He just kept getting his ass kicked from the second round on. Um, yeah, and then well, they stopped well, it in the sixth round. Yeah, well, um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really see him uh, get at him in the first round, uh, Joe, Joe. And the thing is, Joyce, he, he's a guy whose motor, you know, it, it starts off slow and he'll increase. Uh, but mm-hmm. what started happening, he started getting nailed pretty good, so he had to start uh, increasing early. And you could see kind mm-hmm. of the desperation in, in his game to where he now he, he's always there. And instead of doing what he does in round six, he had to do that in round three. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, that, that really, I mean, it put him in the line of fire. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't do everything against everyone. This is boxing. So if you're not mm-hmm. – you, you either have to, either, George Foreman had a level, a good level of defense. He, he now he was right. easy to hit at times, but he also gave his choices when to get hit. Right. There certain things like George would let you hit him with something if he knew he was going to get something off because his was going to be stronger. George right. isn't as a depth. You know, he's he's extremely offensive minded. But he's offensive, deliberate too. There's no fake. Mm-hmm. There's no wrinkles to his uh, to his game. Period. Um, mm-hmm. This, as I said, this is boxing, so you're going to have to adapt. This is fighting. You can't do one thing one way all the time and expect to win. He, I mean, even mm-hmm. the best person, like you know, the, the guy who does what he does all the time, has to be able to mm-hmm. nick and tweak those things. <laughs> I mean, Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali was able to nick, you know, and kind of tweak things. You know, to where you know his style of fighting were always Floyd Mayweather, another one. They mm-hmm. didn't get lulled, and they didn't have to do everything in the ring. But what they did, they had, they they tweaked it during the fight, so it you know, right. it worked for them. They were highly adaptable within what they did. Joe mm-hmm. Joyce is not that guy. He he's going to mm-hmm. do what he's going to do, and what's going to happen is going <laughs> to happen. And unfortunately for him, he he ran into somebody he just can't do that with. Right. Right. Once you get to those elite heavyweights, they get bigger and they have more pop. So, I mean, yeah. I don't think you do that with a guy like Anthony Joshua. He's going to dent your face up. <laughs> I mean, right. simple as that. He's big and he has pop. You can't run face first mm-hmm. into everyone. Yeah, we well, you know uh, Zhang came in around uh, uh, twenty-two pounds uh, heavier than Joyce too. So that may have had yeah. something else to do with it. Yeah, he came in two. Yeah. Uh, he came in fifteen pounds lighter than he usually does. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wonder if that. Yeah, you know, Chris always said. Doctor Chris always said that uh, 
when they come in that light that uh, that really throws everything off. And you've you've said that many many times. But Caden, uh, uh, I see that the lovely Miss Pena uh, is running her mouth. Says that Amanda Nunez is uh, running away from her. What's the thought? What's the story? Honestly, everyone's going to say whatever they need to say to try and get the fight that they want. Even if it, you know, well, we've, we've seen it. We've, we've legitimately seen it all. We we have seen it all with Kobe Covington calling out family members. Now it's Juliana Pena saying that the the great Amanda Nunez is scared of her. Obviously, she's not. But... Juliana Pena is going to stay there and try and get that fight, try and get her name out there, try and get an extra couple clicks. Is she scared of her? Definitely not. Will they fight again? Probably. And I'm ready for it. But who's going to win that second fight or that third fight now? We, we, honestly, we'd have to see the build-up to that. Right now, what I have to say, Amanda Nunez, this is just a clear-cut, better fighter, more refined fighter. And that first time she lost to Pena, I think was a little bit of a fluke, and we did see that in that second fight. So for, for Pena to say that, that Amanda Nunez is just, that's, that's, that's out of whack. Hey, Bob, what's, uh, what's the story with uh, uh, Edison Barboa? Uh, going against uh, Billy uh, Quintella next week. Um, that I don't know. Like I told you, I just got my internet back up and running about five minutes before the call. I apologize for that. Um, but I do want to throw something for Z out there. Um, Einstein once said that doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. And so there you have it. Ooh. <laughs> Insanity face first. Okay. Okay. Right, guys, I guys, I'm sorry, I, I I forgot when everybody came on to introduce our uh, our special guest tonight. It's uh, Paul Walters. Uh, Paul is an MMA MMA uh, combatant. He's also a uh, an instructor on martial arts. He does yoga, uh, and uh, he is currently. Uh, uh, getting ready next week. He has a fight. Uh, where was it, Paul? So this is a – I actually do a bare knuckle uh, Muay Thai, MMA, boxing, and kickboxing. Um, this is a professional – my second professional boxing match in uh, New Hampshire. Okay. Is that um, uh, bare knuckle? This is going to be uh, boxing. Oh, okay. Who, who are you fighting? I'm fighting uh, Nikki Tejada. I think he's a local guy out of Boston. I'm defeated. Like 4 and Boston. Young kid right. coming up. So what uh, what Have fight you promotion do you fight in? I'm sorry, what was that? What fight promotion are you fighting this fight in? This is for uh, Boston boxing promotion. I just fought for Showtime Boxing um, two months ago almost. So, I mean, you, you um, said that you did. Out. Go ahead. So, I uh, I trained uh, mixed martial arts for a while. I'm not a big ground fighter. I've always been a uh, – I got my start, you know, boxing in the Air Force. Um, I would just show up at an Army tournament. Um, I was just 
first to get the experience. But um, I turned pro um, with DKFC, Bare Knuckle Fight Championship, was in Tampa for the second time in August. They had a fighter drop out, and the doctor happened to be at the gym um, where I teach for DKFC. And I said, hey, man, if, if anybody drops out, you know, I'll hop on the card. Ten minutes later, I was on the phone with uh, David Feldman, working out a contract, and made my pro debut three days later. Um, at the time, I had been training for a, a Muay Thai tournament where I was going to have to fight twice in the same day. So it was, it's been, um, I don't know, it's been a lot of fun. I had an MMA fight um, in October um, so out in Kansas and a bare knuckle fight in Kansas again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, you you could say you're very well versed in, in in just fighting in general. How do you find the differences between going going between you know Muay Thai and MMA to you know a very brutal sport like like bare knuckle uh, boxing? Honestly, bare knuckle kind of you know that came out of nowhere. I had never really trained bare knuckle. That transition, um, I paid for it in the fight, just not being you know well versed and. Um, you know, kind of being a step behind, just trying to, you know, sneak my way through it and not really crawling. But for me, I mean, I, uh, I'm i 38. I just, you know, started back after an eight-year layoff. Um, so I just do it for the love of the game. I love to fight, and I'm going to keep doing it until the wheels fall off. So I've fought at four different weight classes, four different uh, combat sports, and uh, seven fights in the past 11 months. Okay. Bob, uh, hey, uh, that if, you, if you keep fighting professionally, those wheels will fall off. <laughs> yeah. I, you yeah, know, it's great. It's a, uh, you know, it's a sacrifice. You know, I'll pay the cost for, uh, for it. Honestly, I, it's, you know, it's forced me to, uh, I'm more concerned with reaching the highest potential of the market artist I can reach in my lifetime, as opposed to, you know, making it to the UFC and winning a championship belt or something like that. Um, martial arts has always kind of been, you know, it's got me through the hardest times, and, uh, you know, it's really what I want to spend my life doing. So as long as I'm able to fight um, and I keep, you know, progressing as a fighter, then I'll fight anybody anytime, anywhere, especially now that I get paid to do it. What martial arts um, do you actually prefer uh, to, you know, if, if over any? So, and that's a great question because, uh, you know, it gives me the opportunity to really dive deep into each one as opposed to being a mixed martial artist that, you know, kind of touches on one or touches on them, you know, generally speaking. But Muay Thai is my, that's my love. Like my, my dream is to, you know, go to Thailand and fight a Thai in a stadium, you know, filled with cigarette smoke and everybody betting. And, but um, I like being able to use, you know, eight weapons. The biggest thing, you know, transitioning to boxing and, um, you know, bare knuckle as well, is I go from eight weapons to two, 
So, you know, a lot of the guys that I've been fighting are undefeated pros in the specific sport we fight in. So they're trying to hone that skill a little more. And um, it's just forced me to, to dive into each one and just try to, you know, master as many aspects as I can. You know, there, there are so many people at home that look at, you know, the, the, fighting, the fighting style or just, or just the fighting lifestyle in general as an arbitrary lifestyle. But, you know, people like us, you know, people like, you know, Bob, people like, like Z and Ty and you, we find this, you know, we, we live this, you know, we love this. What do you say to the people that, that, that don't really or aren't really familiar with that lifestyle? Honestly, I quit talking to them and trying to uh, convey that because, you know, just like they can't make the walk out to, you know, they can't fathom making a walk out to a cage where somebody's trying to separate you from consciousness and you've been for like 12 weeks. Um, I can't fathom sitting behind a desk from nine to five every day and, you know, doing something that I don't, you know, actually enjoy doing every minute. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, martial arts, the biggest thing about, you know, about fighting, especially because I am self-trained and a lot of, the majority of my fights I go to without a corner. I'll find a corner at the fight. Um, you know, it's been a real personal journey for me, but it's forced me to evolve so much and uh, really, like, develop, you know, a deep, deep passion. And I think a lot of people, they don't know what their passion is about. It's fucking, you know, things that just to pay the bills. And, you know, if, if you haven't felt what it's like to, you know, live your dream or say that or do something really passionate about it, it's kind of hard to understand that. Hey, Z, Z, I have a question for you. Uh, last week was a pretty bloody fight with Shakar Stevens. Uh, he was he was active as hell. Um, a, a great fight as far as I was concerned. What, what's your thoughts? Well, we, we expect Shakur Stevens. It, it was a fight that uh, he was picked to win. Uh, they, they, there's complainants about uh, early stoppages, but, I mean, to be honest, right now, I mean, Right now, we're looking for the big matchups. We're looking for the big mm-hmm. matchups when you deal with Shakur Stevens, the Devin Haney's, uh, even looking for Teofimo Lopez to get back to, uh, you know, trying to competing at a high level. Um, right mm-hmm. now, we have, you know, we have, you know, we have uh, Ryan Garcia and, and Tank Davis matching up, right. um, and we have uh, Devin Haney and Lomachenko. So, you know, I, I don't know if they're signed, mm-hmm. but they're supposed to, they're like close to the last time I've heard. So, mm-hmm. um, right now, I guess we're waiting for Shakur Stevens to, to go ahead and, and see, you know, somebody of note. <laughs> you know, that mm-hmm. they step it up. Because now, now you know, right. the, these young guys are beginning to match up. So, you know, I want to see what right. they're going to do. I'm, I'm high. I'm coming for so. all of them. Hey. <laughs> yeah, there's a. Yeah. There's a uh, get him. Get him. There's there's a contract now out on the street, Shakar Stevens and Devin Haney. Uh that's uh that's if Haney wins of course the Lomachenko fight. And if not, it's gonna be uh Shakar Stevens against Lomachenko. But given the fact that uh you've already talked about the Garcia fight, um tell me what you thought what's your thoughts on it. He keeps saying he's gonna put he's gonna knock uh uh, Tank Davis out. 
uh, I don't see that happening, but uh, maybe you guys do. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Honestly, I'm a I'm from Maryland. I'm a big tank fan. Um, I mean, Ryan Garcia's speed is is you know unquestionable, but tank power. I mean, I think it's you know, I think it's a matter of yeah. I don't see Ryan Garcia wins. I see him you know taking him to a decision. Um, but I think that I think tank poses a you know a much bigger threat in that fight of a knockout. I could be wrong. See? I could be biased, but... Okay, see? What do you think? Well, on paper, Ryan Garcia is supposed to beat Tank Davis. He's supposed mm-hmm. to easily beat him on paper. Mm-hmm. But this is boxing. <laughs> and <laughs> what happens is the intangibles. Ryan Garcia mm-hmm. has not fought Tank Davis's level of opposition. He hasn't been as active as Tank Davis lately coming into the fight. Ryan, um, he has one, he's very good at his one way of fighting. We're, we're, we're getting to this point again. He's very mm-hmm. good at his one way of fighting. Ryan's very dangerous with his left hook. Mm-hmm. Ryan's also very basic, very fast. Mm-hmm. Throws, I mean, throws a Sort of good variety of punches, but Ryan's still young, and Ryan's still dealing with pure physical ability. Where Tank has, mm-hmm. he's had to learn how to navigate skill. Tank is five foot five, and he's fighting heavier. He has le- had to learn how to navigate skill. He has le- had to learn how to eat certain punches to get in certain positions. I mean, mm-hmm. fights are not easy for Tank. Now that, I will say that much, especially when you get heavier and you're fighting these taller guys, reindeer guys who, who know how to get their timing on and know how to get certain shots in. So as far as that goes, and, Tank, agree that? and, and more, yeah, more important to me is Tank isn't old. Ryan's not old, but Tank, Ryan may be too young for this, To me, in my opinion. He's too young for this, where Tank is more more prime. Ryan, he, he hasn't reached. I don't think he hasn't reached. Well, I'm sure he hasn't reached his prime level yet. But I mean, he, he, I think he's too young for this at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you if you thought that uh, the the tank, his experience, and as far as being, you know, more vulnerable, I guess, in fights to him and more, you know, wars where he's had to really dig deeper than Ryan Garcia. And face more adversity, you know. Yeah, I think that um, that definitely gives them an edge. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> let's go back to Bob Palau uh, um, Muhammad uh, has a huge fight coming up with uh, Leon Edwards. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? That'll be a good fight. They're both great stand-up. Um, their last fight ended in a uh, uh, draw because Bilal Mohammed ended up getting a, a eye poke um, from uh, uh, Edwards. So uh, that'll be a good fight coming up. I'm excited to see that with uh, uh, yeah, with you know, with camp and everything. And this, this is a confirmed title shot, or is this just in the top? I'm sorry, what did you say, Kate? 
Is this just in the talks, or is this like a party sign? Oh, no, it's, it's set. It's already set. Yeah. It's already set? So, I mean, yeah. you see, we the last couple opponents that Leon has faced, you know, most of them, you look at his last three, two of them were Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman is probably pound for pound. Uh, definitely, probably pound for pound, uh, number one wrestler in the UFC. Definitely, without a doubt, top three. And if you look at those fights, those two fights that he was in with Kamaru, in the first fight he was getting, he was getting brutalized for five, for four rounds, basically five rounds. You know, he had that one head kick that that sent him out, and it was a head kick heard around the entire world. In the second fight, you see a more well, you know, well, a more poised, more um, concentrated Leon Edwards. He was stuck takedown. He was all around just a better fighter. He outfought Kamal Usman in that last fight. If you outfight Kamal Usman, you are doing something incredibly right. Something that I don't think Bilal Muhammad has. Bilal Muhammad, if he was to if, if replace Leon with Bilal Muhammad in those two fights, Kamaru beats him both times easily, easily. Because there there's mm-hmm. two types of ground fighters in the UFC, or just in in general, it, there's two types of wrestlers. You have the guys who are going in there for the kill, and the guys who are going in there to get on your back and wait it out. Bilal Muhammad is getting on your back and he's waiting it out. Leon Edwards is gonna step, is gonna stop that. He's gonna fight at his own pace. He's gonna control the fight. He's gonna show Bilal Muhammad that this is his octagon. This is his, this is his weight class. It's, it's just I don't see how Bilal Muhammad can can win that. If he can take him down and hold on to hold on to his back and, and see if he can get as much control as he can and wait it out to decision, he can win. But he's not be, he's not beating Leon on a feet. I don't think he's taking down Leon more than more than five times. Maybe not more than three times. So if mm-hmm. he if if he is going into that fight with the the thought that he's gonna go in there and outbox him or out kickbox him, he's sorely mistaken. Right. He's gonna get he's gonna get caught with a, he's gonna get caught with a head kick heard around the world a second time. And we're gonna see mm-hmm. that, that belt wrapped around Leon a way. A real fight for Leon would be Kobe Covington, but nobody wants to see that. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Aiden, I got one for you. Notice how, oh, sorry. Notice how the Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal thing just kind of disappeared. Uh, yeah. don't, do you he retired. By, by chance. That, well, I know he retired, but the, the whole thing outside the ring, you know, the loss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it just kind of blended into things and went away. I'm pretty sure – uh, UFC interjected there and said, hey, Colby, drop the suit. We'll give you a title shot. You know, he's yeah. been the backup for the last two. You know, just thought you'll you'll make more money doing this than you ever will facing Jorge. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, yeah. I'm just curious. That came, up, that came up in a conversation the other day, so I wanted to get your input. You know, I did, I did think just for the longest time that Jorge was not allowed to fight and Kobe was. Like, because they were still going through that whole legal trouble. Right. Kobe right. broke his jaw because he was out for fighting for a while. And, and it wasn't even the first time that Kobe broke his jaw. I'm pretty sure that's why it was why, why it was worse because he broke that jaw. And I think it was either the second or the third uh, Kamaru Usman fight. He broke his jaw in like the third or fourth round. 
and that that's what led to that's what, led to, that's what people think led to him losing the, that fight that he broke his jaw. Wait, he lost all three, so it doesn't really matter. But right. you know, for Kobe to not get this this title shot, you know, I I know a lot of people are looking at you know, Kobe has probably gotten like he's gotten like five out of the last seven title shots. I mean, he's been getting title shot after title shot after title shot, but he's proven himself. He has proved himself. Like, every single time he gets a title shot, it's because he deserves a title shot. Right now, I think he's going, he deserves a title shot. Give the man the title shot. He's going to give a better fight than, than Bilal Muhammad. I think Gilbert Burns deserves a title shot over, over, um, over Bilal Muhammad. To be honest. Yeah, Bilal Muhammad. Bye, Muhammad. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I think that's a good call. The level of uh, competition faced from Zarino compared to Bilal uh, Muhammad, um, uh, it's just, you know. You, we just saw Zarino. Oh, yeah. And we just saw Gilbert Byrne just, you know, piece apart where he managed it all. Also, that's not, you know, that's not a massive accomplishment. But he did, he did just retire one of the one of the greatest middleweights or or welterweights uh, of all time. It's, yeah, that's, and that's pretty um, look what that that Tom's that smile fight. I mean, I think uh, he really uh, he really showed that that he has gone up to the next level. And he's been facing guys that are, you know, Jorge Masvidal, you know. All these guys he's facing are dangerous. They're not easy fights for anybody. They're not fun fights. But and that's uh, why that's why we love Doreen because he never says no. He never says no to a fight. Yeah, he's looking for it. He'll fight anybody. He's really uh, he's really about that life. I mean, that whole time when when they were trying to find Hamzat a fight, and nobody, everyone rejected, rejected, rejected. Who's the one man that said, "Yeah, I'll fight the guy that nobody wants to fight." Gilbert Burns, he signed that contract. Kobe Covington out too when nobody was really calling Kobe out. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was in the um, uh, Hamza. Yeah, Hamza fought Kevin Owens last. Was supposed to fight Nate Diaz, but that fell through with the whole misweight thing. But before that fight was going to happen, the whole big, the whole big, you know, aura around Hamza was Kobe Covington. He was supposed to fight Kobe Covington. Where's that Kobe Covington fight? You know, at the time, Kobe wasn't allowed, wasn't cleared to fight because of his whole broken jaw and that loss that he was going with Jorge. Big, big bummer, right? I saw what Jorge said that um, he was referring to the giving Kobe a Covington, Covington the title shot. He said that Covington, is, you know, called the police and is suing him, claiming that he gave him a brain injury. So how can they medically clear him to fight if he suffered a brain injury? Yeah, it's it's just a whole like I'm not the biggest Kobe Covington fan, but I I can you can you know game recognize game. I I see a fighter. I know that I know he's a good fighter. Everybody you have yeah, to know he's a good fighter. He has the best personality. You just look strictly at the skill set. I mean, it's not arguable. He's a he's got the he, I mean, he has a better, probably has the best gas tank in UFC. Nobody has, nobody does cardio like him, except for except for Nadia. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys see he's fighting yeah. Paul? Speaking of that guy. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Logan trying to get knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Go for it, Zeke. Yeah, that that's we're, we're back at this That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, he, when he fought the one guy who somewhat boxes, he, he lost. Um, that's true. So now he's going back to Nick Diaz. He's going back to MMA guy. So a lighter, lighter. Yes, retired and smaller. I mean, he's not fighting a guy his size again, and who doesn't specialize in what he's trying to be. So, as I said, he he's I will say of the, of the MMA fighters, Nate has the most boxing centric game. I, I think it was Andre Ward said that he's a he's a tough guy to spar. But he did fight Logan. Did fight Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, in my opinion, is a much better striker than Nate Diaz. But but Anderson Silva is also like ten years older than Nate Diaz, or something like that. But but and I hate to say it, he's also maybe four more years not as war torn. Nate Diaz yeah. has a lot of war, a lot of war. But hey, but he's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him, and he does not have a leash. Nate Diaz does not pro- have a leash. Nah, the problem with the he dog is that's what's going to get him. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem with the dog. The dog doesn't mind getting hit. He's gonna ask Jake Paul to hit him, and Jake Paul's gonna hit him. You were talking yeah, about bare knuckle fighting. You were talking about bare knuckle fighting. Nate Diaz is a guy that that really wanted to get into bare knuckle fighting, and, and we've seen Nate Diaz yeah. bleed. We've seen him pour his his entire face out in that canvas. Just imagine if he went in a bare knuckle FC. Imagine. That would be crazy. Uh-huh. They need a mop. Speaking of, speaking of bare knuckle FC, Eddie yeah, Alvarez, Chad Mendez, you see those guys yeah. over there? You know, you, for Nate Diaz's oh, sake, yeah. I, I hope he does not get in a bare knuckle fighting. I honestly do. Just for his Me sake. Me too. Me too. There's going to be, you know, bare knuckle FC. Like he's guaranteed to bleed. It's not. It's not going to be good for his health. His overall, you know, health going forward. I mean, he's taking a lot of damage in MMA. He's getting ready to box Jake Paul, which I don't perceive to help his damage taking. So I, right now, I think maybe he's. he's you know, just, I just want him to see him make his money and kind of ride off. You know, he, he's done his job taking damage. He, he's entertained everyone, but you know, I'm not thinking about I think him. It's a win-win. Yeah, I think it's a win-win. I mean, if he beats him, then, you know, he's kind of still in the game and kind of has not – he's got a big enough payday to kind of, like you said, right off into the sunset. You know what yeah. I want to see? I, the only thing I want to see out of Nate Diaz is him slapping Logan Paul in the face, getting hit one time, yeah. and then down for that money. <laughs> He'll do that. He was being courted by – he was being courted by pretty much all of the organizations, Bellator, um, PFL. So if he wants to stay in the game, he definitely has options. I just I don't think yeah. it's like 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 uh, like you were saying. I don't think it's good for his health. I I don't really uh, I don't really trust Nate Diaz to be the most uh, conscious and aware of his of his own bodily health. He's, yeah, I'm going to that as well. I mean, hey, it's, hey, uh, sometimes man. It's, you have to make the decision that you're willing to pay the cost and enjoy it as much as you can. Hey, Bob, oh, yeah. we got uh, Matt Holloway coming up with uh, Arnold Allen. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? 
I did not hear about that, but uh, I'm an always I'm a Max Holloway fan, so I'm always going. But Max is getting older, you know. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's got really crazy good stuff, but it's just age wears on you. Unfortunately, youth is wasted on the young, or whatever they call that. Say that. <laughs> I asked uh, Aljamain Sterling uh, uh, and uh, uh, Paul uh, Rogers. Come on. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one either. Aljamain, I'll pick Aljamain. Aljamain's kind of going up and down. Uh, Sterling, I mean, he's great. You know, Peter Yan, I mean, all that kind of stuff. The last time we got, I got behind Peter Yan, he got decimated. So everything's changing right now, and I'm not about to eat some more crow. I'm so full from the wife's birthday that uh, – I'm not setting myself up. Well, I just want to let you know that Tony's not on with that Max Holloway fight. Yeah, go ahead. So back up a little bit to that Max Holloway fight. So Max Holloway is fighting Arnold Allen tonight in UFC fight night. And this is a big card. This is definitely probably the biggest fight of Arnold Allen's career. You know, he hasn't fought a lot of, you know, massive fights. He has proven himself. Like last year we saw him – uh, second round TKO Calvin Qatar. He also first round uh, knocked out Dan Hooker, which isn't the most impressive feat, but still was a first round knockout over a ranked opponent, or at the time ranked opponent. I don't, I don't really know anymore. But you know, we looked at Max Holloway's career. Max Holloway is coming off of, you know, he's coming off of a fight with one of the best fighters pound for pound in the world right now. Uh, with with Alexander Volkanovski, and you know we, I'm pretty sure I ate crow on that one because I'm a big Max Holloway fan, and Max Holloway is always you know, ever since I was you know younger, ever since I was younger, I'm young now. I just, actually I just turned 16 a couple of years ago. So uh, when I was like 10, when I was like 10 or 9, I was watching Max Holloway win championships when he still had a mohawk. I was watching Conor McGregor double become double champ, and now it's it's just kind of it's kind of sad to see Max Holloway. You know he hasn't he hasn't won a he hasn't really won a he hasn't won a championship fight ever since he lost to Volkanovski. And you, you see why when you see Volk fight. Volk fight. You know Volk is he's one of the best fighters at the end of his career. I think he will be regarded as one of the greatest featherweights of all time, if not the. He has, he has beaten some of the best opponents. That that has been put in the octagon. He's coming off of a loss against Islam Makachev, but he's just going to go back to the featherweight division and dominate. More on Max Holloway. We've seen Max Holloway fight these bad, flashy guys before. He fought Yair Rodriguez, and that was a very, very exciting fight. It was like it was one of those fights where you got to keep your eye open because you don't know who's going to go down. A big, a big part of that fight was leg kick. By both sides, both of the legs were deteriorated. I wonder if Max is going to go that fast, flashy on round. How will the honor the fast, flashy on round keep up with that? Does he be able to combat that with his hands, power, that ducking right overhand he loves to do so much? And, you know, on Allen. He's kind of him. He's kind of him. He's kind of proved that he's him in these last couple of days, in these last couple of fights. That he's, he's just moving his ranks up. Yeah, and I up agree with and that. Up, 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 up. And be the best, you got to beat the best. And so, Max Holloway, if he can beat Max Holloway, we're thinking about potential title fights.
Arnold Allen in the very, very But can he beat Holloway? Yes, he can. But he's going to be fighting an uphill battle the entire fight. I think this is uh, such a pivotal fight for both of their careers in opposite directions. If Arnold Allen comes out and, you know, dominates, then I think that really catapults him. But if Max Holloway, you know, stops the hype train, I think it shows that he's still a contender. And, you know, yeah, he lost to Volkanovski, but Volkanovski's a different animal. And, yeah. you know, those fights weren't one-sided. They were still pretty close fights where, you know, he wasn't completely outmatched. Mm-hmm. And I saw something earlier this week, and even um, Butch was talking about this thing, talking about Max Holloway moving up with. That would actually, to me, if he was looking for an easier route to USC Gold, that would be a much harder route. Now, I'm not saying that Islam is, you know, such a, is, is a much, much better fighter than, than Bulk is, but, you know, I, you know, Islam did, Islam did beat him. Islam did win fair and square. And he's also kind of the complete polar opposite from Max Holloway. You know, we really haven't seen Max Holloway get tested against, you know, a very strong wrestler since, you know, since he, he, he was supposed to, was he supposed to fight Khabib or did he fight Khabib? Because I remember they were going to fight, and I think, I think Max got hurt, right? Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, Max got hurt, and I remember Max uh, was the sub in for Tony Ferguson, and Tony Ferguson got hurt, and then Max Holloway got hurt, and I forget who ended up, I think it was, um, oh, oh, who, who, who had a fight, Al, Ally Quintus, Ally Quintus ended up fighting. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So, we really haven't seen Max Holloway get tested against, you know, very strong wrestlers especially this new breed of wrestlers that are coming all the way from Dagestan who are just coming to work and they know their balance. That's the one thing about how dominant is how dominant Khabib was. It's not that he was the strongest fighter. It's not that he was the most intelligent fighter. It's he knew how to use his balance. And using your balance on the ground and just throwing off your opponent's footing and your opponent's placement, it, it, it goes a long way. And, to say that Islam has got some hands, and he's got some power behind those hands. We saw him knock out uh, Oliveira with one punch. That was crazy. If he were to move up to lightweight, I think it would be a much, much harder route to, to become a champion. Do you remember? I wonder how hard of a cut that is. Do you remember when there was uh, issues when they were talking about him possibly having a concussion or, you know, he had to go uh, get extra medical um, evaluations, you know, during fight week. Like, a lot of people were talking about that he seemed off in his interviews. Which one? I'm wondering if, you know, as you get older, you know, weight starts to get harder. So I'm wondering if that's yeah. strictly just a, uh, you know, just a necessity and at this point in his career. You were talking about how, what you went through, what what was it, four four weight classes? And, you know, we see we see guys, you're talking about Joe Joyce earlier, earlier on the show and how he came in, what was it, like 15 pounds lighter than he usually does. You know, going through all those weight classes, I'm sure you've had struggle with weight. What was, what was your, what was your, your experiences with just weight class and, and just finding your weight so, and just all that? You know, I got a late, I got a late start. 
Um, and I wasn't the most athletic, so I had to get every edge I could. So I cut a lot of weight, and I took a scientific approach to it. You know, when I fought bare knuckle, I fought at 55. Uh, 35 was always my MMA fight, fight weight. Um, but I fought bare knuckle at 55 because that was the only fight they offered, so I took it. Um, and I came in at, like, 47 against the guy who had cut down. Um, then I had another bare knuckle fight in Kansas uh, two months or a month later. Um, I came in the day before weigh-ins. I was 157. And I ended up cutting 21 pounds overnight, making 36 or 35. Um then the next fight I took at 45 was an MMA fight. Two months later, I weighed in at 39 because I didn't want to have to cut from 57 again. And my opponent's yeah. in the car cutting for an hour and a half after the supposed to weigh in and comes into the fight every bit at 65. And I'm, you know, maybe 138, 139. Now, so how for do you, me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, how do you go no, ahead? Go ahead how, do you, um, how do you go about dropping 20 pounds in, in one night? That's the that's thing. <laughs> So, uh, you know, take the sauna approach, it just took so much out of me. And so I just started researching, you know, medical journals. And uh, what I do is take steam bath and uh, Epsom salt and isopropyl alcohol, rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. What it does is it dehydrates the skin first. Yeah. Um, but I water low for five days on distilled water. And what it does is it you can't retain distilled water because it doesn't have minerals. So your mm-hmm. body, you know, doesn't have a, anything. And I, you know, don't take any electrolytes in. But I yeah. drink two to three gallons of distilled water a day to where I'm hydrated just because I'm drinking so much water. And then mm-hmm. when I stop, my body continues to push that water out. So yeah. it's a way to stay hydrated until 24 hours before. Um and then I'll just keep taking steam baths, get immediately out of the bath, like, you know, just as long as I can stay in there. Get out, sauna suit immediately, as many layers of clothes. I'll lay down in, like, an emergency heating blanket and blankets covered up, and I'll just lay there and sweat it out. Mm-hmm. Get up, cool off, check my weight, and then that's the process as long as I need to do it. Now when I yeah. cut the 21 pounds, I actually fell asleep for a couple mm-hmm. hours, and I woke up. And I lost nine pounds. So it was like, oh, that part was easy. <laughs> you know, that's a big help. Yeah. It's not the healthiest. Um, but because I fight, you know, I I fought on two or three days, two or three days notice, three out of my four pro fights across, like I said, multiple weight classes, three different sports. Um, mm-hmm. So it's hard because, you know, I don't know which I fight all the way from 135 up to 165. It just, you know, like I said, I love to fight. I love all the martial arts and combat sports. I want to fight as much as possible I can. So I just open my options up. <laughs> I'll take any fight, you know, that's offered. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm learning. I've only been a pro for since August. I've already fought four times. This has been my fifth fight. All undefeated mm-hmm. opponents. Um, oh, in yeah. the backyard. So, like, that's my niche, I guess. <laughs> but, I nice. mean, at the end of the day, you know, I wouldn't – there's no other situation 
that would propel me to be as good, you know, to reach my potential than, you know, mm-hmm. chasing yeah. these guys. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> we're up against our clock now. So uh, we're going to have to close it out here because I extended it a little bit, but uh, <clears throat> we're, uh, we are up at the against the clock. So um, let's see. Uh, Kate, you want to lead us out? Yeah, it was, first of all, it was great to have you on. It was, it was great to talk about, you know, bare knuckle FC and, and, and your weight cuts and just your, your journey and as a whole. And it was obviously always great talking to you, Butch. Always great talking to Ty and, and Zito and, and Bob. Hopefully I'll see you all on next weekend. And, you know, just have a good week. Have a good night. And make sure you tune into that Max Holloway fight. Do not, do not miss it. It's going to be a fun one. Great. Paul? I really appreciate you guys having me on. It was uh, such a pleasure to, you know, talk to like-minded individuals that understand the sport on a, you know, much deeper level than your average civilian. Um, you know, it, I always enjoy people's, you know, perspectives and everything, and it, it was a real pleasure, and I'd love to be on anytime you guys want to have me. Um, okay. Thank you guys, and uh, I'll shout you guys out after I knock this out Friday night. Okay. All righty, let us know how you work. Good luck, brother. Bob? Bob? Sorry, I was on mute. I was just rapping away and no one was hearing me. Uh, So thanks to all of our Fight Word friends and family for joining us. Always a great pleasure. Paul, great to meet you. Uh, this this horse pucky that I hear you don't have a corner, man. You give me a call or Z or Ty. You you got family now. You're cruising the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast, but I'll wrap your hands, buddy. Uh, so I appreciate um, it, brother. I'll find a fight on the West Coast just to come out there. All right, dude. I'll work with you. So uh, yeah, great great week. Um, I do do want to uh, give mention to last week's uh, Izzy fight. Uh, you beaten Pierre. And then a great uh, fest between Gaston and Chris Curtis. What a show. Um, all right. Uh, keep all of our friends and family out there, Ty, Zito, Frank, Caden, um, Miss and Tony. Keep those uh, eyes up and chins down. God bless. We'll see you next week. Just so everybody knows, Tony's in the, uh, in the kitchen cooking uh, everybody's pie for a couple weeks ago. So uh, pie. he'll be back next week. Yeah. Yeah. Z? Oh, another wonderful show. I want to thank Paul and wish him good luck going forward. And definitely good luck going forward with all the martial arts. Uh, Bob and Katie, thank you. Informative MMA guys, I know. Butch, you, thank you for holding it all together. All my fighting words family. Shows a definite memory of Bob, Dr. Chris, and Coach Mel. And anyone wants to hear any fighting words, please do call. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being on with us tonight. It's been always been a joy to come on Saturday nights and sit around and talk about uh, with friends that know what they're talking about. An enjoyable time. Uh, every weekend is a great time for me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation. The men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of police and fire services, the doctors and nurses, and the first responders on COVID. Uh, especially the ladies and gentlemen who pick clean up the hospital afterwards and the people that stop the shelves during the pandemic. 
But most importantly, these programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Pratinger, <clears throat> excuse me, Patrolman Jeffrey Yaswit, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Tom, uh, Mike uh, Wilson, um, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Officer uh, Charlie Connett, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Jason Choice Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levesque, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Anapo Chris from Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerber, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Kelsey Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Chief Al Hogan, Longboat Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Pinellas County Sheriff, Deputy Sheriff Mike Hargrove, Deputy uh, Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Chris Meyer, Polk County Sheriff's Department, and Sergeant Chris Fitzgerald, called up the Sheriff's Department and the Temple University Police Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your face. And sunshine lightly on Rains fall softly in your fields and the rains start lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the palm of his hand. Thank God bless and please have a safe week. And proudly toast his noble 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.